this is Romy Mac, and you're locked into another episode of Two Cents Exclusives. Episode of Two Sets Exclusives, Miss Sherry L on the thing. Yeah. What's up, boo? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Talk to, you know, talk to your audience. Tell everybody, you know, Neff, Rosary, Kaya, <laughs> every damn body. What's up? You know, um, like I said. Hey, guys. You. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, appreciate hey you being on. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking over you. My bad. Let me, let me let the queen have her moment. You go ahead. You say what you got to say and let me know and I'll come back. I'm so down to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, guys, here. How are you guys doing? Thanks so much for joining us on this wonderful episode of Two Cents with Romy. Well, I call him John John, but we're going to call him Romy. Romy Mac. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I am happy to be a part, and I am grateful and honored that you have asked me to be a part of your wonderful podcast. So I'm ready. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, you know, I like to get, you know, right into it, especially with us living in this pandemic, you know, uh, the, <laughs> the malls open today in Miami. So I want to know, what did you, what, what do you think is the rush? I'm not going. But what's the, but what's the rush? Oh, though? I mean, the rush is money. It's the money. It's the money and people, people need to work. So... In reality, while it's not necessarily the safest thing to do right now, America does not have the funds to sustain its residents. Mm -hmm. So therefore, the economy needs to get back to work. And unfortunately, you do have people who literally have to go back to work because they are running out of funds. You have businesses that are threatening to close down because they don't have any money. So essentially, people are gonna have to go back to work prior to when it's actually safe because in reality it's not going to be totally safe probably until next year hmm. and that's with uh just a epic amount of sanitation an epic amount of people being disciplined and following the rules and quarantining for real and sanitizing and washing their hands and people not touching up stuff at the grocery store in the produce section <laughs> and people not touching the box of cereal that they knew they didn't want in the first damn place um, in order for us to go back to what would be our closest normal you know pre-February 2020 yeah. um, but you know people have to go back to work and it's it's on one hand, it's unfortunate and it seems very greedy, but on the other hand, you have you do have people who live paycheck to paycheck. You do have people who did not have six months worth of emergency funds and they have children or they just have the regular bills and they just need to go back to work. Yeah, so what do you make of um, us? Um, let's go to let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. Let's be around everybody. You want, you want to go with me? I ain't going. Yeah. I'm not going. I live down the street from Sawgrass. <laughs> I live down the street. So, so, down so, the street, so one of the I, biggest. Um, I won't see you in the line I'm for not Jordans. Um, you never see me in the line for Jordans. I have not done that since college. Um, I've never done that. 
I've never I've never stood in line for Jordans. I've had Jordans. Uh, um, I've had uh, I haven't had like the authentic Jordans at times, like Team Jordan. You know, I've I've oh. had uh, you know, Air Flight. So you know. No, no, you've had authentic Jordans. They just weren't team Jordans. Yeah, well, they weren't the, you know, the, the, you know yeah. It, was, it wasn't the nigga with the hand up, you know what I'm saying, on the, oh. on the ball, with the ball. That's all. Uh, oh. But it's oh, definitely, you know, like the like the Jordan brands that he had with Nike. Like with Nike. Humble. I have them all. Humble. I have yeah. team Jordan. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's, you know, in college, you kind of want to, you know, act like you Yeah, y'all stunting. Y'all try to stunt. Stunting or whatever, so you know, I might stood in a line or two, but I haven't done it since college, and that was ten years ago. I'm not doing that. I don't have the desire. I'm not going to anybody mall. That's why we have online shopping. Yeah. What was your experience like in college? College is great. Shout out to UF 2005 to 2009. Shout out to our NBA, our um basketball. Sorry, our basketball and our football teams during that time. Tim Tebow was a classmate of mine. I mean, we had a lot of greats come out of those four years. Um, you know. So that means you were there it. with Hernandez. Talk to us. I... <laughs> okay. Um, My personal experience with Aaron, I was not close to him, but of course um, if uh, Aaron was two years, I think, under us, so I came in class of 05. I want to say Aaron came in 07. Mm-hmm. He was a cool kid. I mean, he came in, you could definitely tell he was around, you know, I guess urban culture, you would want to call yeah. it. Um, but he acted like any kind of other big shot football player mm-hmm. on campus that. They just kind of walked around like they owned the <laughs> they owned the campus. Um, but he was really he's also very cool. So he was a cool kid to talk to. What happened with him was very very unfortunate. But you know you hear stories while you're on campus that you don't necessarily talk about mm-hmm. or repeat. But it it's unfortunate what happened. And I'm not gonna speak ill about him because he you know because of what has happened. Right. Um, I didn't watch the documentary either just because I know how embellished these things can be okay. for media purposes. And I have friends, I have classmates or um, I have classmates and friends who were friends with him and on the football team that were very upset at some of the depictions that they did, that they had in the documentary. Okay, so what you're saying is you weren't inter- you weren't interviewed for the documentary. I was. I wouldn't. If I, I wasn't interviewed, wouldn't have wanted to be interviewed. Even if I was in that circle, I don't think I would have wanted to participate. Just because sometimes you are unaware of the imagery that they're going to show or the perception that they're going to give of an individual. Um, but I think it did shed light to the um, condition. What is it? TTE. C. Yes. CTE. CTE. CTE, sorry. Sorry, CTE, you can name all kinds of things. TTC and all that. Yeah. To CTE, but it's unfortunate that it's only found after the person is deceased. 
Yeah. So I would really, I would really love for them to try and figure out a way to de- to detect that while the person is still living. Um, but you know, that's the football world, and that is years of probably studies to come okay. to try and figure out all of that. So yeah, that. Well, let me ask you this: you you went to college, and you also run your own business. What would you prefer? And like I say, if your kid is coming up, would you prefer your child starting his own business or would you prefer him to go to college? I would prefer him to do what he wants to do as long as he's productive. Um, I don't have any regrets of going to college at all. I think that my life panned out the way that is exactly how it, how it was supposed to. The only thing different I would probably do is pursue my go to cosmetology school right after high school because it's only 10 months if you do it full time so I would have gone to cosmetology school straight out of high school and then gone to college because I could have been working legitimately while in school and I don't take back college because of the friendships and the connections that I've made as a result a lot of the friends that I have and a lot of people that I do know is a result of me being there and the activities that I um, participated in and the people that I met in the four years that I was in school and then also the seven subsequent years of living in Gainesville after college. So I don't take back my college experience at all, but I would want him, I wouldn't push either thing, but if I see that he has a skill or a passion for something, I will support him in that thing, regardless of whether I feel like it's going to make him a whole ton of money or not. Okay. If you're passionate about it, the money will come. Yeah, I respect that. So, staying on the on the concept of the business, what is the hardest aspect of running a business during a pandemic? <laughs> the hardest aspect of well, okay. So, since I'm a, I'm in the hair industry. So with the hair industry, just nationally, we were shut down for you know a, period, a period of time, depending on each state. Um, I, it has been trying to figure out other ways to have, to bring in income. Um, so a lot of people have gone to virtual sessions. The funny thing about it is that I have always done virtual sessions because I was in Gainesville I had people, of course, I was doing kids, I was doing students and young adults. They were living in Gainesville, of course, so they graduate and they would go away. So they would video chat me anyway. So I was doing, I've been doing virtual sessions for years, but it was more so, this time it has been more so trying to find out other things to do that would bring Mm -hmm. in the income. And that is one thing that people have done, which is a virtual session. Um, and it's also being keeping engaged with your clients also because you don't want them they're also going through it too so you don't want to feel selfish that okay you know the only time that you see your client only time that you hear from your clients is when they come and sit in your chair which in a regular time would be fine because you just have your regular busy lives and you know they have their set appointments no problem but it's very different it's just this level of care for them to know that you are thinking about them and not because you're trying to get money from them in a sense too um i'm genuinely wanting to know that you guys are okay so um 
but at the same time i want y'all to be able to take care of your hair while you're home so these are some things that you guys can do if you have questions or concerns or you just need a little bit of help with a style or something like that okay dm text me call me no problem um so for in for me in the hair industry it's really just been keeping your clients engaged and and aware of what they can and cannot do now that florida is back open um what what has taken a hit is your income because of the fact that you can't have the turnaround that you had before so you know prior to shutdown you could have multiple people in your suite or multiple people in the salon you could you could juggle two or three clients at a time if that's something that you practice you could juggle two or three clients at a time no problem but now it's really one client at a time period and although i was a person that didn't really double book mm-hmm. anyway because i like to get divided attention one one-on-one but i still had the option if i had a service if i had someone that was doing a service that takes that took a while and they just had to go sit up under a dryer i could take another client but i can't do that now so it's literally if i have somebody who comes in for a weave wash extensions wash and they have to sit up under the dryer for two hours i'm sitting there really just waiting for them to be dry <laughs> instead of being able to take another client in so it's just um keeping your head afloat and also i think for a lot of business businesses small businesses and new businesses it's it's the realization that you have to save regardless so you know we grow up with um being taught that you have to save make sure you have six months worth but i don't know as a small business it's very hard to do that but i think in this experience it has taught a lot of people that yeah I know I have expenses, but I need to be able to put away something in the event that something occurs. That a pandemic, nobody thinks a pandemic is going to freaking happen, but it happens. So now as you have the experience, you learn, the, you take a lesson. There's a lesson there you learn from. Okay. So what was the biggest hit that you guys took during this pandemic? It's the income. It's definitely income. It's definitely income because your clients can't come to you if they can't afford it. So if you have clients who have not been able to work, okay, let's say they took the stimulus check, but they have children. Um, Let's say even if you have a two-parent household, you might have taken a hit from income because your job only furloughed you for a certain amount of time. Um, I think across the board, it's, it's income. For, okay. for the hair industry. I want, and, and I want to stay on the, the hair industry since you being in the industry for so long. What do you say to people who feel some way about uh, the black woman who wears fake hair in a sense? You know what I'm saying? Why like why don't you wear it natural? What do you say to, to like to people who have uh, an opinion about that? I mean, they can have their opinion just like everybody has a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> they can have their opinion. But I mean, it's really, okay, so I'm a natural hairstylist. So I deal with natural hair, I deal with textured hair, um, black girls rock, all that kind of stuff. But I'm also a realist. So I understand the need and the desire to wear extensions, whether it be cornrows, braids, crochet, weaves, wigs, um, quick weaves and all, I mean, there's a, there's a plethora of things that can be done. and 
my only discord with it is the dependence that some people have on it for their beauty versus convenience so it's perfectly fine if you want to wear wear your weave wear your weave no problem but also whatever style you do you have to remember that you have hair underneath it so you still need to be able to treat you still need to be able to you still should be washing your hair regularly you still should be treating your hair just because you're wearing a wig for a month or two or three months that doesn't mean that you totally forget that you have hair underneath your head and even for women who suffer from hip from scalp disorders or alopecia um you still want to take care of what mm-hmm. you do have and if you do have a scalp disorder you want to treat it and if you need to go to the dermatologist go to the dermatologist get them get your med- your medicated shampoos and your treatments or you can use holistic avenues to treat your scalp but you still need to take care of your hair so if a woman wants to wear her weave let her wear her weave but i only teach i mostly teach um with my clients is don't be dependent mm. upon it for your beauty standard oh, interesting. very very interesting um assessment right there of, of of that so for the ladies that's listening and i guess the fellas if you're here that damn long what oh. are some of the, the best products that you probably could use for your hair in your expert opinion oh that is a loaded question that is a very loaded question because you have different hair types, you have different textures, you have density, you have curl pattern if they're textured people, um, even relaxed hair works in different ways. I I mean, I have my professional products that the average person not gonna be able to obtain, but if we're going off the counter, I personally love Curls Dynasty. Um, and I like Camille Rose. And because I do textured hair, mostly these are products that work really great for textured hair. So Curls Dynasty, um, Camille Rose, and I would say Miel Organics. Mm. Those are three brands that I like over the counter. I haven't had a problem with Not them yet. yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, Not yet. Now, I haven't right. had a problem with them. I, had a right, I got yeah, something yeah. else for you. Okay, so we speaking on. Uh, of course, I've asked you like about how you, uh, how the, you know the, the the opinions about the black the black woman as far as wearing you know wearing her hair natural or, or wearing wearing weave or whatever. What is the biggest misconception about the black woman in your mind? That we're angry. That <laughs> no, we're not. We're angry because people think that we're angry. It makes us upset when people I, say that we're angry. But I think that I um, believe that what? some are angry, though. To be honest with you, I believe some are angry and rightfully so because and of because and of because of so. trauma, because of the fact that black women are are treated um, less than the other races in this world you know what i'm saying it's like you know what i mean like again like the totem pole that is set up here in the in america i don't know about the world but especially in america you know what i mean there's like the the i would say like you know black black women are at the at the bottom of that and it's on you know it's just very unfortunate of how that you know how how that works you know what i'm saying 
Um, you know, you have the black man who mm-hmm. is, you know, is at the bottom as well. But then you have, you know, what I'm saying the black, the black woman. You know, because again, when they, this is, uh, I mean, uh, and, and figuratively, you know, this this is a man's world, and that's because of how shit is organized. You know, what I'm saying you still have men getting paid more than women. I mean, it's great that women are now starting to get opportunities to make, you know, make money for themselves, like versus like how it was, like in like back in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that, where where you know a lot of a lot of dependency was on you know the um the, the man for uh for for survival and now you're in a position to where you can make mm-hmm. your you know make your own money you know what i'm saying and or and you guys can work together as a team and shit so mm-hmm. i think you know i think i think that um you know that that play that plays a factor but um you know yeah i i definitely know that um just seeing the just the women that I that I've come across, you know what I'm saying, and, and listening to um, um, you guys' stories about a lot of things that you encounter here in in America is, um, you know, sometimes beyond me, and it's and, and and it sometimes can be overlooked, overshadowed by all other distractions. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's very important that you know I, I want I wanted to definitely draw attention and in your mind as far as how you felt on you know on that particular subject i think that all of what you said is true so you have the totem pole and black women are at the bottom of it because of course we're under the black man and the black men are at the bottom of it too but i also believe that black women get a misconception of being angry because we force our opinion and a lot of us are upset. We are angry at some of the situations that we have been forced to be in. We could be angry at some of the situations that we mm-hmm. have also put ourselves in. Um, we have had to, for a plethora of reasons, we have had to take on roles that we didn't necessarily want to take on, but we do what we have to do. So, a big portion of us are not complainers necessarily. Um, we understand that things need to be done and we just keep it going. Now, does that make up, make us upset? Absolutely. What I think though is with the media's portrayal of the black woman, we are deemed angry and we're as a whole, we're not. Um, I think that sometimes we miscommunicate. Sometimes we do not directly communicate. Sometimes we communicate out of out of heightened emotion that then gets misconstrued for anger, but we're not angry. And that is a woman thing. Not necessarily black women. Let's let's be frank. Um, In the black community, communication is definitely one of the biggest big biggest issues that we we often have you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that i'm not able to speak for any other community i'll only speak for ours but as far as like how we communicate mm-hmm. how we communicate with I each agree. other um it's, it's definitely unsat to in my opinion you know what i'm saying as far as like how we talk because you have some you have some women who talk down to their men you have some men who talk down to their women you know what i'm saying one and both sides are feeling misunderstood mm-hmm. but if we just literally sit and have direct communication and just say how we feel about this and address issues, you know what I'm saying, instead of coming up with uh, misconceptions as to how one feels about one another, I think that we can get further as a people as far as like, because I mean, they don't, the, when I say that by the powers that be, they do not want us to unite at all. You know what I'm saying? And they're 
and in their mm -hmm. systems in place. I mean, of course, we can go back to like the Willie Lynch letters, which is um, the designed to keep us at war forever. You know what I'm saying? Like amongst our, mm -hmm. ourselves, it's bad enough that we get it from all ends. I mean, the young brother that was taken in Georgia and then the one that was taken in Indiana, like when those situations happen, there's a black mother that's right, you know, that's right there that has to deal with this un un unfortunate um, incidents. And um, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's a lot that goes on um, in our communities where there's a lot of self hate. You know, what I'm saying you got people hating amongst each other. And the Willie Lynch letter talks about like light versus dark. The, you know, what I'm saying man versus woman. And this shit was written back in slavery time, and it's still present to this day. And we're, you know, we're still like keeping that thing afloat. Because we don't want to address shit. We don't want to talk about our feelings. We don't want to talk about our emotions and how we feel about certain things. You know, we try to hide behind like, you know, pride and all that other shit when we actually should be having these conversations. You know what I'm saying? To like, to figure out how mm -hmm. we can go from point A to point B. Why the black woman feels like, you know, um, you know, no, that they're at the that they're at the bottom of the you know the totem pole. While the black man feels like he's at the you know the bottom of the totem pole. How do we work and just like build within our community and not wanting you know a lot of times we tend to feel like somebody's coming to save us type thing. You know what I'm saying? Versus trying to make shit happen ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And the power is within us to do so. You know what I mean? Um, and and just like the 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 way. Yeah, look, again, the way the media portrays a lot of things and tries to draw, you know, draw us uh, against each other. I, um, I, I think we are more together um, in this situation than um, than it's being uh, drawn drawn to be like to the to the public. You know, it's, but getting back to like what you said about the the black the black woman being um, angry, um, some have you know some have their their right their right to do so. Uh, honestly, and it goes back to, um, I mean, you're taking race, let's just call it what it is, like mental health, trauma, you know what I'm saying? People respond to trauma in very different ways, you know, be exposed to certain things and not to mention generational trauma that has passed on from slavery, you know, that has caused a lot of pain and everybody responds to pain differently. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can let it like hinder you or you can use that pain as like motivation and a lot of us tend to get hindered by stuff and we just feel like you know right. people are coming at us you know a certain way and it, it and we feel like it's us against the world type thing and then a lot of times as a black woman you probably feel like the, the black man is even against you you know at times so, and that's and that's the and that's yeah. a bigger that's a bigger issue you know? and if you pay attention if you allow social media to rule you will easily come to that. You'll easily fall for that perception that the black man and the black women are against each other. Um, because the way that, you know, people create memes off, off the stupidest thing. People, you know, certain shows, online shows, the way that the media portrays the black family and the dynamic and the breaking down of it and the pulling apart of it it is very easy black men talking about black women who have natural hair black men talking about women who wear makeup black men talking about women who are single moms black women talking about black men not making enough you have black women who talk about 
black men who have multiple kids from multiple women like there's so many things that we pick each other up pick each other apart about and it's almost as if we try to one-up each other about our trials and tribulations when really we should be looking at each other trying yeah, to help the other the, the whole, little by little the small small amounts of people are doing it yes but as a whole the system i don't think the we system are is, um, or, is destroying uh, the system that was that was put in place back in the '60s, you know, they're like with the women's, like the with the women's movement, mm-hmm. um, that uh, like feminist, excuse me, feminist movement, excuse me, yeah, the feminist movement that um, that pretty much said to, that it was it was like an an, an adoption of black women from the, um, from the from the from the from the white women who were trying to have a voice, but black women already had voices in their in their homes. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a team aspect of it, but um, you know, in a lot of white white families and what white women didn't have voices, so they had this feminist movement as they were trying to gain a voice. Black women did not need to gain a voice because they already had mm-hmm. that. You know, you already had your you know you already had your role with that. So what ended up happening is mm-hmm. you take upon this this movement, which basically says, yeah, you don't need a man type thing. So that concept has kind of like been passed on ever since then and mm-hmm. it's systemic. Yeah, exactly. it's systemic and uh, it, not to cut you off but I, I that's why I say black women can't be feminist it's like an oxymoron <laughs> we it, it's not for us it wasn't made to benefit us um, and it just makes no sense to me I, but I'm also not the type to be arguing people down so if you want to be yeah. a feminist you go ahead girl uh- you go ahead. I'm not, like, gonna argue, I'm not going to argue you down. We shouldn't you do be what fighting like each other for position. That is one of my biggest, um, biggest gripes with women overall, regardless of race. Like we're, we're fighting, like we're, we're fighting for position. Like we're going against each other when we're actually in this together. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, like when it comes to when it comes to like relationships mm-hmm. and all that, like um, trust, trust the man that you're with to lead. You know what I'm saying? And if you feel like he doesn't, you know what I'm saying. If he, if you That's feel like he's hard. not able to lead, then maybe you need, maybe you need to either either you're gonna work with him, or you need to you need to take off. But I mean, if you're not, if you're going to do the job, you understand that you expect me to do. Some some men are just not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's and it just lets you do it all. And that's another. I would say that's another a big a big thing that happens. I mean, you, I mean, you can uh, uh, let me let me know if I'm uh, I'm I'm talking out my ass, so to say, with with the, when it comes to like um, you know, especially <laughs> like with with some black women. You know what I mean? It's like having having to like you said earlier. You know what I'm saying? A lot of roles that you didn't want to take on. You know, because you know, you felt that you had, you felt that you had to, and um, it's. I think it goes back. I think a lot of times it goes back to trust, and 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 how you're uprooted, and how you're being, you know, and how you're being brought up. You know, your development and everything, as far as being becoming a man, because a lot of us aren't being trained to be men. You know what I'm saying? Like we're being, we're we're, we're, we're a lot of us are becoming adult boys. You know what I'm saying, and we need to have that that transitional period where we learn how to become uh, responsible men that can handle their business and uh, and take you know 
take care of our, you know, take care of our women, take care of our families and, and being able to put and being able to provide, but also being involved with our families. You know what I mean? Mm. But I also, I also believe that in regards to your comment about being like men being grown boys, I think it has to do with trauma because when trauma occurs in whichever way, um, you might have an emotional a stunting of your emotional intelligence and the inability to conflict resolute is is um, progressive in that area of development so if you have trauma at 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, 12 years old you know your formative years you have now stunted your ability to get past it and how you respond from here on out um, is indicative of that trauma mm-hmm. even in relationships also in friendships the cancel culture that has plagued society you know somebody does something wrong to you one time you don't feel like you have to have you don't feel like you have to communicate that wrongdoing you don't feel like you need to do deal with it you don't feel like you need to take it on head on when back in the day you had to resolve a problem you had a problem you came up with a solution and you kept pushing the solution wasn't necessarily always to cut the person off the solution was to let the person know that they did this thing because if nobody tells the person that they're acting this way at what point does the person realize they're acting this Mm -hmm. way to not act act that way anymore you see what I'm saying so it as 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 a and I correct me if I'm wrong if I'm talking if I begin talking up my side of my behind because I am not a black man but I do feel that the concept of being a grown baby has to do with trauma and that's for a lot of Mm -hmm. people that's men and women that's a human thing that's a um that's something that is a result like we like I've already said as trauma but the the problem is people don't recognize that that's what it is so if you don't realize that you have this you had this traumatic experience and the traumatic experience has now caused you to be this way you will not change the self-actualization and self-realization is very important in like growth and adult life adulting um and how you view your relationships friendships as well so at some point we all have to take accountability for the things that we have gone through but because some people are incapable of doing that that's also a part mm-hmm. of being stunted emotionally it messes up everything else in their yeah, world it's, yeah middle I'll tell you two it's a whole cluster you know it's a, it's a whole cluster yeah yeah, mental, you know, mental mental health is so is so important in the black community. Like again, we we try to we try to um, avoid and mm-hmm. run away from our pain, and we we confide in uh, sex, alcohol, and drugs a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Or our work, in a sense, or even the church. You know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, will will go to you know go to the church to try to get away from that mm-hmm. pain, but they're like, yeah, they're getting the word, but they're not addressing the stuff that has happened to them. You know what I'm saying? And um, and, and, and it's not to say that and, that, and that's another thing. I guess I'll ask you that. What do you feel about the the people of the the people of church, who, black people in church, who feel like you know 
they don't have to go to the they don't have to go to a therapist they don't have to deal with mental health they just need to go to church do you feel like there's a way to do both and be productive my church in miami has a whole counseling (laughs) so we are very well aware of the need for counseling and mental health issues and diagnosis now have we always been this way no especially because we caribbean uh caribbean folks don't really believe in mental health being a thing aside from spiritual and you being possessed and all that kind of stuff but over the years we are realizing that you know it's two separate it's two separate dealings um you can go to therapy and love jesus at the same time there's nothing wrong with it um and there's things that people have to deal with on a deeper level that going to church and hearing a sermon, hearing your sermon, and even though you are involved in your ministry, you could be involved in ministry or you could just be a, a, a committed churchgoer, someone who is committed to an institution and goes there and that's where they fellowship and everything like that. But that doesn't mean that if you are having suicidal ideations, if you are um, struggling with depression or having depressive behaviors, if you are struggling with anxiety or personality, possible personality disorders, um, schizophrenia, the, the common stuff, bipolar disorder, um, um, all the other things. I mean, the, the DSM-4 and 5 are massive books, but it doesn't negate the fact that you still may need therapy and you're only mm-hmm. going to know if you need therapy if you're going to see a therapist. Now, it is very important for you to have a therapist that you can relate to. So I think people don't realize that, you know, you can definitely shop for a therapist the same way you shop for anything else. You can ask questions about their background, what they what they specialize in. If you need a, if you need a Christian therapist, find a Christian therapist. If you need a therapist in a particular faith, you know, whether it be I don't know if um, Judaism, if they're big on mental health, I'm unsure. Or the Islamic faith, if they're big on mental health, then find you a Muslim um, therapist who can add in your belief system along with therapy practices and techniques that are necessary for that individual. But like my church, we have counseling services. So we understand that this is something that people need and we provide that to the local community as well so yeah you can have therapy and have all right stay on the subject of that what do you make of the argument of whether jesus was black or white he was listen he came out of ethiopia ethiopia's in africa so (laughs) he wasn't european he had olive skin and wool hair now was he chocolate no i don't think he was chocolate but then he have some kind of color. So what do you him? make of that painting? Yeah. That main, that painting of Caesar that's, that's uh, that. going around. I mean, oh, I the, painting, the, the painting of Jesus. Jesus is, you know, but, it, it was an artist. Yeah, I, I mean, people. I mean, because it's people can paint whatever the hell they want to paint. So you can paint, but if you go read the Bible, you get the description. Right. So I mean, that's that. Okay. If you go and read the Bible, you get the description. It's in there. So, you know, people, people, people can paint the picture of whatever it is they want to paint. 
and it could be for their own gain it could be because you know they want people to believe in this white Jesus um the African slave trade and all of that but if you just go and read the bible it gives you the description of what he looked like okay cool and what do you make of what do you make of like the let's say the word that goes around about uh a black people we're the only one that has a god that doesn't look like them again read the bible <laughs> um well, oh, well are you talking about okay wait okay just, so like you know you um, commonly you go into some black churches they have a they have they have a picture of a white jesus and in there you know what i'm saying and a lot, like a lot of a lot of black churches mm-hmm. that, that have that and you know what i'm saying like they're they have uh you know pictures of of a, of a like i said of a white jesus so um a lot of people have um you know because i think i mean i think matter of fact you know i think me and you talked about this one time when i was at work um you know a little bit a little bit about um as far as like people and their feelings on uh on, on christianity and all that stuff and whether whether or not uh you know that's a that's the only thing that was left from the slaves you know what i'm saying was uh, was the bible they took everything else from us so um but um as, as far as you know as far as this goes like the, the fact that yeah our the 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 god the god that uh we you know um we are uh we serve as, as christians um looking looking like uh be, being white like you know being posted up in black churches is a, with a white face you know what i'm saying like what is your as your as you being a christian what are your thoughts on that um i think that a lot of those churches are very old and they just didn't care they just bought what they had what was available because black jesus didn't really come around until about what 10 years ago 10 to 15 years ago um where where stores where you could actually get depictions of a black jesus in the first place so that idea as a whole is very new and a lot of these churches are, are much older and they have older um boards elders and everything like that so a lot of them they just don't really care it's just jesus they're not talking about white jesus they don't make mention of his color so yeah they may have the depiction of it um and of course it'd be great if they found something black but a lot of the churches too also have it literally in their walls they have it in their windows so they would have to redo all of that infrastructure or redo mm-hmm. just redecorate essentially and they may not necessarily have the they may not have the funds to do so because a lot of those paintings are like oil paintings some of those paintings unless you know the real ones um the what is like the, that colorful glass that a lot of the churches have that stuff isn't cheap so it's a matter of okay you know what they might just leave it because it's already there and to redo all of that type of stuff they might not have the funding for it but most churches don't talk about the color of the skin in the first place they don't mention white jesus they say jesus now if they're like a hotep ish type church then of course they'd meant they'd make mention of it but most churches don't even talk about the skin color they just say jesus and he was you know we is africa is jerusalem Jerusalem is at the top of Africa it's right there so, so um, but like I said if you read the Bible then you'll know what his features okay. were well you go from there 
We're just so why people just need to read the Bible. Well, what if somebody you, says something that do doesn't state, sound right, go read the Bible. People have like a, an inspirational view of the Bible versus a literal view of the Bible. And what type of view do you have of said Bible? Um, I'm not all for the inspirational view because that's also very um based on someone's interpretation now of course you go to church and you hear sermons and stuff like that but if you read um you gain your own understanding so if there's something that you hear that you are unsure about go go search it research it the same way we did it in school something you didn't something you heard that you were unsure about you had to go research and find out about yourself find out about it yourself so do the same thing if there's something that you hear that just doesn't sound right doesn't sit right with your spirit or it doesn't sit it doesn't make sense to you go research ask questions we have google we have wikipedia i mean even if people don't want to use wikipedia but it's right there you have google you have a concordance you can go to a christian bookstore and pick up a concordance it's or download the concordance on your phone and use that to do your research. There's many different ways to get deeper into the word if that's something that a person wants to do. But I'm not necessarily a fan of only taking what someone is saying in regards to the Bible because it is their interpretation of what is of what's read. Um, the other part to that is the literal aspect of it. There's certain, there's certain things in the Bible that are very literal and there's certain things that are parables and there's certain things that do not apply because of the time. So, you know, we ain't got to do blood sacrifices now. It's not that time. Even as, you know, traditions in certain cultures, traditions, there are traditions, but traditions can change because they're man-made. So it's a matter of really... Um, understanding what you're reading and going from there. And then if you have a question, ask Dr. Right. Realty. Well, um, I want to ask you this. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, sum, we'll sum up this uh, this, uh, this episode of Two Cents Exclusive, which I really do appreciate my sister Shay Shay being on here with me uh, to do to do this thing. It's been, you know, been, I know it's, like, it's been such a oh, pleasure to have you on here to discuss various topics from um, you know uh, things that, that that the black community goes through, and also what uh, you know stuff dealing with the you know with, with the church and the Bible. Uh, but I want to know what some advice you would give to your young, uh, you know, young sisters coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like like something that you've learned from you know from go, from going from taking the path that they've already that they're going down right now. Let's say like you know the young 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 ladies like teenagers like 15. You know, let's say about 15 and up. What is some um, advice that you could pass on to them. Oh, some advice. You said fifteen. Oh God, that's a that's a that's a sensitive age. Fifteen. That boy you think you love, let it go, sis. Um, focus. <laughs> focus on your career goals. Figure out what it is that you want to do. If there's a passion that you have, go for it. Um, um, work very hard to understand who you are as a young woman and as a young adult be true to yourself affirm yourself daily do not do not allow anybody else to make you feel insecure about yourself um be accountable take accountability for your actions have people that you can be accountable to and for 
you need to be able to be checked and corrected. Um, have a good group of people around you, male and female. I don't subscribe to the idea that men and women cannot be platonic friends. Um, I think it's very important for a person to have friends of the opposite sex because you kind of need to know how the opposite sex op- you know operates, especially if you're in if you're a heterosexual person. Um, I also would say get therapy if you need it, and even if you don't think you need to get it anyway, because you. <laughs> You might not know there might be something that you need that you haven't identified yet that you have not been able to identify yet or you have not been able to process through and um therapy is okay just because you go to therapy doesn't mean you have a mental illness does not mean that you have a diagnosis you're fine um be intentional about who you want to be and be intentional about the person you want be intentional about how you want to be perceived as well so of course you know we know that perception is reality or there's a saying that perception is reality and also with that you aren't necessarily you can't necessarily control everything that you are to be perceived about but overall you want to have a good image so be kind be courteous you were smart you were kind and you was important Lastly, that's all I got. Had, obviously, we had a phenomenal, epic battle between two of the greatest um, black black star powers of our time, oh. uh, Jill Scott and um, Erica Badu. I wanted to know what black you thought. Of, what, I want to know what you thought of the battle and what was yeah, the most that you pulled from that. It wasn't even a battle. <laughs> it wasn't a battle. It wasn't a battle at all. It was a whole concert. It was a whole concert. Um, there was no shade throwing. There was no dissing. There was no undermining. There was no bad talking. It was just two black women who had the most views in a versus battle to date. They hit 700 and something thousand viewers on Instagram. Um, and for it to be them, I thought that that was absolutely beautiful the vibe I literally I when I when it was time when I was getting ready I went and took a shower I went to use my body scrub from the love box I went and I came in and I had everything set up and I just chilled it was such a vibe I had my wine I had my wine glass it was such a dope vibe and some of the songs I didn't even remember about and I think that's what's been really good about these versus battles some songs you haven't heard in years and they're playing it and you're realizing, oh crap, I haven't heard it. I still know the words to this song from 10 years ago. Um, I didn't know that Joe Scott wrote that song for Erica Badu and they both ended up playing it for each other, playing it as a part of the quote unquote battle. It was just a very good show. It was literally a concert. If they were like, to have, like if they that. were to do a concert together, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it would be like. But you know, I've heard a lot about I haven't, I, don't, I haven't watched any of these battles to be honest. It was but, a I mean, I've heard no, no, no. I I can play y'all music. I, what? I, I know y'all shit. Um, very very well. I'm a big fan. I'm not I'm not one of the people that haven't listened to their songs in years. I'm one of the people that play it every almost every other day because I'm stuck in that time frame. You know what I'm saying? Or Chris Rock had a statement one time in his stand up. Whatever song you started having sex to, that's the music you to your life. And um. 
I was I was 15 when I lost my shit. So, um, you know, so about that's about that time. You know what I mean? So, oh, no. um, okay. like the Jill Scott days, the Erica Badu's, the Indy Irees, the Maxwell's, the you know what I'm saying that Neo Soul, the whole Neo Soul movement, the music. You know what I'm saying? Like they they just brought about so much, and like you you felt you felt everything that they that they had coming out of them. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And um, it was a beautiful time. I'm yeah. sorry that some of y'all did not get to witness this you weren't you might some you might not even been alive namely my daughter like she wasn't to, to, to experience the joy that it was to, <laughs> to, to turn on the radio and i'll say you know for back home back home i mean i'm not gonna not i mean and just have you, good you know, music perception based you know as far as like that but yeah <laughs> good but, music, um, like turning on the radio at 103 jams and to hear love played for the first time by music it was it was everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or 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 being a kid growing up watching tyrone for the first time on video you know what i'm saying her Erica Badu doing a concert or the first time seeing jill with you know you can't get in the way video when she's going to beat the girl ass or whatever fucking with her own with a man and shit or then like seeing you know yep. the long walk video and I, it was just it was just everything like to come home and watch uh you know well i don't know i yeah i guess yeah one of yeah 106 park days but they even still that was still a uh what's the other shit they used to come on mm-hmm. for the with the other video cedar uh, cedar shit uh, or cedar's world um yeah, see this world. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we lived in a time of music videos where they they actually meant something. You know what I'm saying? Like there was there was messages being depicted in these music mm-hmm. videos, and you know, carefully tacked, especially especially with the neo soul artists, and um, it, it made you proud. It, it definitely made you proud to be to be black. You know what I'm saying? Like the music that it just oozed um, blackness to it, and. Or I feel like our culture was much uh, stronger, and I'm not exactly sure what is what has happened since then. You know what I'm saying? Like pushing that, but I'm sure that the the masses can can come together and and kind of bring that bring that music back to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? The sense of love. You know what I mean? Like putting love back into the music. I think mm-hmm. I think is much needed right now, especially with everything we have going mm-hmm. on today in America. You know, it's time for a new what's going on with uh of course with the incident with the brother Ahmad, you know what i'm saying that happened um in uh, in georgia being being gunned down and um, the only reason that it's being brought um uh, that the the individuals were arrested was because there was footage of it you know what i'm saying like before they had the shit happened back in what mm-hmm. february and they're just now being arrested in may you know what I'm saying? So it's just, uh, it's just an, un- it's just an unfortunate thing. But mm-hmm. um, no, I hate to, cl- I hate to close it on a somber note. So I rather close it on something that might be, you. Can, I guess you can find it hilarious, or I mean, you know, because Bow Wow really doesn't get the, the just do as a, as an artist. But Bow Wow has made a statement that his next album he's set, he's set to retire. And to be quite frankly honest with everyone, I thought the nigga retired a long time ago, but. I, I well, you know, he's 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 got all he's got all the platinum hits from age twelve to sixteen. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, what do you make? What do you make of that? I like, hear you. Uh, but I, I sure. want to retire. 
It needs to go sit down. He needs to go and sit down somewhere. That's it, because nobody cares. Unfortunately, Scott. Nobody cares. Well, shot. we're tired because you, you wasn't Damn, doing shot. music in one the first place. One day, so you're going to meet Bowie. He's going to remember this shit. I know it. He gonna remember this shit. Us talking about him not being relevant since um, since uh, roll bounce, but um, you know, it 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 is it is it That's is it. what it is. It is. I say it's me. Your life. But before we get out of here, go Shay, go ahead and let them know how they can reach mm-hmm. you and tell them you know your contact information and uh, and all of that good stuff and any messages you want to leave to um to you to your following. Oh boy. Okay, so for hair care services, you can find me on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Shayel Boutique. S H A Y E L L E B as in boy E A U T I Q. And on there, if you are looking for any hair care styling tips or needs, my link is in my bio to book an appointment. I also have a podcast that I run um, that is Christian-based. It's called The Millennial Walk Pod with Miss Sherry. And that is available on all major social media um, platforms and podcast platforms. I am also on another podcast with some girlfriends of mine called Cocktails with Kia and Friends. Cocktails with a K. K-I-Y-A and friends. You guys follow us and listen to our episodes and we would totally greatly appreciate it. Um, And my YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and that is also at Miss Sherry L. M-I-S-S Sherry S-H-A-R-I L-E-L-L-E and that is the same handle for my Twitter. So come hit me up shout me out say hey say hey of course you know i love you boo such a pleasure john john i appreciate you having me on love you boo and i am just want to say that i'm so so proud of you and i am so excited for you in the next chapter of your life yeah we're going from shut down south love you you know what I'm saying? So we just, uh, everybody just, we just all taking hey. notes. You know, we just gonna yeah. cover just so much more terrain and and make uh and 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 make a you know make a success of ourselves is what the plan is. I'll I'll be eight hours away from 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 home, which is from here. You know what I'm saying? A quick quick flight with mask flight. on because niggas is not niggas is not playing today. Not not today. Mask I'm, I'm on. Coming oh, in, I'm coming in mop four gear like they we used to they talk in the military. I'm coming in biohazard, flying in biohazard, fucking space, space suit, all of that shit is what uh, what, what we want to do. But um, yo, this is exclusives with Miss Sherry L, and we out. Peace.